This is Off the Record, the weekly KOTO public affairs show that offers you, the listener, an opportunity to hear in-depth conversations on community topics and issues that matter. As always, you are encouraged to join the conversation by calling 728-4333. Now here's your host. Koto listeners, you are tuned into KOTO Telluride. This is Off the Record. I am your host, Julia Caulfield. And today we are chatting one of the fall festivals that we get to have here. I, th- I feel like it's pretty safe to call this one of the fall. Legit. Arguably the, arguably the height of the Truly fall. By design. Height of the fall <laughs> festival. <laughs> um, it's Original Thinkers. I am joined by David Holbrook, the founder of Original Thinkers, and Laura Shawnette, who is the director of programming for the festival. Thank you both so much for being here. Thanks what a pleasure. Yes. Yeah, glad to be back here talking about this. Yeah, we're, and we're also, so throughout, we have you for the whole, both of you for the whole hour, and then um, throughout the hour, we're also going to be reaching out to some of the guests who you have coming to this year's festival. We'll be chatting with them for a little bit as well. Um, I asked you right before we got on the air, but how are y'all feeling? You're coming up just a couple weeks out from the festival. How's it, how's it feeling? I'm going to let David answer that one. <laughs> all, all the feelings. How about the, the feelings are, yeah. are feeling? We've, it's a, a lot. Feelings, yeah, my, yeah, my poor family. I've done this since 2008. It was my first mountain film, and this is probably my, I don't know, 22nd, 3rd festival, something like that. And my poor family has to, like, they know the cycles. Well, it must be three weeks out <laughs> yeah. because dad just did this, or here we are a week out, and dad is, you know, we haven't seen him. And, and so, yeah, but, but we're rolling. You know, what, what's really exciting about it is that seeing the programming all come together. Laura and I are, some of the feelings we've had is unfortunately for some health reasons, we've lost a couple of guests they're not dying but they are are unwell to be able to make it here and so for us that's a frustrating thing but but we're resourceful and we've got lots of cool people who are coming in but but really it's it's the stoke of it happening and feels so imminent and we're manifesting it and for me one of the things that's exciting about being in telluride is just talking to people about so if you see me coming at you with a sticker i'm going to be be hustling you aren't because as you said, you know, this is a, a really nice thing to have in the fall. And, and, and as these seasons change, uh, it's good to be thoughtful. And, and that's what we're about. Yeah. And as that change kind of comes and takes over the canyon and, and whatnot, it, we hope that it kind of prepares our audience for change. That's our whole goal. We are an ideas festival that, um, you know, we love to celebrate idea and story and the way those things intersect. But we like to do it through different media forms and through film and speakers and art and um you know performance and just community building events and it's really special to be able to do that in these mountains in the fall colors and you know we all know what that looks like and it can just be really magical yeah well laura you just did touch on it but for those who maybe don't know um can you explain what is original thinkers (laughs) We start off and let me fill in this time. Sure. Um, So it's worth mentioning that our dates are September 29th to October 2nd. So we really are right in the heart of those leaves changing. Um, We are, as I mentioned, an ideas festival. And so we like to, you know, offer a platform to a bunch of stories that need to be heard and that also hopefully, you know, inspire folks to pursue their own original thought because original thought exists in all of us and it's just a matter sometimes of having the courage to take that step and solve a problem you might see in front of you or something that could be done in a more um, equitable way and um, and so our format is that we 
have six shows throughout the weekend and each show I always describe as kind of like an episode of This American Life where it has a kind of an overarching theme. Um, and then some of those, you know, within some of those shows, we might have a feature film and those kind of take up most of the, the program for that. But then we also have some, some blocks of programming where um, under that theme, we might bring together an artist and a film and a speaker and they all have these different lenses on how to approach the greater theme. And then we kind of try to bring it all together at the end not not necessarily with a through line but with some way to to meet in the middle and kind of um give everyone a really rounded vantage point and then throughout the rest of the weekend we also have all kinds of amazing wellness activities we also have um a couple of different um paths you can go we have circles which are kind of more intimate gatherings for conversation and um that includes a couple things that we can go deeper into as well as our spotlight series our spotlights are kind of like mini shows where we really focus in on one guest or idea or maybe a panel um and are able to really unpack some of those conversations a little deeper so and i think what i would add to that i think that's right on in every way so so Thanks for that, Laura. But I, I think it's community, the word you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and how we're trying to build that with these conversations and giving people these stories and these people. The people are so amazing. And, and to say, wait, we can hear from them, learn from them, and connect with each other and them because they're here and it's a small festival. It's not like, God, I hope I see that person again amongst the madness. It's really easy to navigate. And so what we really hope is, again, that word of community, that we can build people who say, okay, uh, we're engaging with each other in a way that's outside our n- normal every day and, and, and going deeper because, let's be real, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's pretty deep and heavy coming down and, and happening all around. So we want to look at that, but I, I think the other part of it too is, is finding the joy in, in, in some of these opportunities. We call, what's our show, The Potential of opportunity. Of opportunity. Or of, of uncertainty. Of uncertainty. Yeah, I'm sorry. The potential of Because well, originally it was the opportunity. Yeah. The <laughs> and, potential of uncertainty. And there is a lot of uncertainty now, but there's also potential. I think that's what these original thinkers do so well, Julia, is step into those opportunities and, yeah. and manifest something beautiful. And that's what I think we're, the festival is really about. Yeah. You know, you've both touched on it, but um, obviously these people, you have a wide swath of guests who are coming to participate either in the the six shows or in these smaller series as well throughout the year in other places they are off doing things and talking about the work that they do um they exist outside of this festival existing so you know what do you think like what is the benefit of then bringing them into these spaces together to have these conversations with each other and then also with the folks who attend. I think it's huge. <clears throat> and I think, you know, we've, we've got different constituencies in a way. Part of it, of course, is our audience. We want them to be electrified by what they're seeing and they're hearing, they're feeling, they're thinking. But also, I get such a pleasure and joy of seeing the guests vibe off each other and collaborate on things and start realizing what they can learn from each other and really tuning into what they're doing and that's something that I, I, I again really love is most of the guests come to most of the shows it's a whole you know, they, other component to that community building exactly you know, it's kind of another layer that's exactly right and then what we're also doing with original thinkers which is exciting is taking on the road so a lot of these folks know each other from being together in Colorado Springs where we were or 
Bay Area or we have shows coming up in the East Coast that are exciting. And I, and I think that's a big part of it. So, so the benefit's really real. And, and I think the other thing for us that, that we talk about a bit is, is we're great at finding emerging public intellectuals with that keyword being emer- emerging. You know, they might not have the biggest book sales or the most Twitter followers, but here they are. And, and I think that, that affirmation of taking a stage like the Sheridan Opera House with an audience in a place like Telluride, they come out and they've, they've got wind in their sails that they often need because it's not easy being an original thinker. You're tilting against a lot of stuff. And these people are out there and they're, they're doing these, uh, all these endeavors that aren't obvious, that aren't easy, and that's part of why they do it. But they come here and they feel that affirmation and they feel heard. That's huge. Yeah, so Laura, on that note, as the director of programming, um, for these people who maybe aren't like the biggest name folks that you've ever heard of, or maybe they are, um, how do you go about when you're cultivating these shows and cultivating the folks that you want to have come to this festival? How do you how do you find those people? That's a really really fun question. It's a good question. Um, I feel like there's often times that maybe I'll hear of someone on a podcast. Of course, David has a really big network because he's been doing this for so long. And so um, we often will also go out to to guests that have joined us in the past, this like network of original thinkers that we've been building and see who they recommend. You know, a lot of those folks are really privy to up and comers in the industry that they work in. And then we also, um, you know, read the news a lot. And what's also fun is finding folks through film. Like we have a, a lot of film subjects that are really fascinating and other folks that, you know, are finding stories that need to be told that maybe we're finding through other platforms. Um, we, it's really, you know, it feels like such a big score too when you sometimes find um, a film subject who not only has a great story, but also maybe is an artist or like a performance artist. We have um, a Brazilian dancer joining us this year who's absolutely incredible, but we found through a film. And um, that's a big part of it. And then just talking to people, I feel like, and it may be for David as well, but talking to people that I respect and want to hear more about and like, who do you, like, who are you interested in right now? Who is inspiring you? I'm trying to think. There's, that's the like a main. Part. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's a big. That's one of the main routes. Is is also just talking to a lot of programmer friends. It's <laughs> uh, another uh, network. I think too. One of the things that I was asked recently is which comes first, the people or the idea, and and I thought it was it was a really interesting question, and the answer was both. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we look and say, okay. Um, Britt Barron, who's coming, who's this wonderful minister and and uh, thought leader in so many ways, she came to us through Jedediah Jenkins, who's a friend and who had been to the festival the first year and said she's amazing. And we're like, okay, she's cool. How do we figure this out with her that's right? And and she's in this terrific program called The Journey Up. But I, I it's fun to put these things together and say, okay. Yeah, and sometimes like, like I'm, I'm obsessed with the the threat to democracy in this country and for a year and laura can attest to this i'm like how do we do this we got to find the right person the right film and we've got something cool around it but we don't have what i envision you know we just couldn't really manifest it and and other things came up and so it doesn't mean that it's not there it doesn't mean that we won't get to it but but these are things that are the sort of um i don't know the odyssey of programming which is really fun to, and, and Laura has such a great sensibility, so thoughtful. And, and I think it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of hooks in the water, right? A lot of lines in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, I mean, we've mentioned that we have these six main shows that are going to be um, happening throughout the weekend. I'm going to put you on the spot maybe a little bit. Uh, can you? Ex- let's start at the top. What is the first show? A brief elevator pitch for what for what the show is. You want to take that one since you're, sure. it's your show? Yeah. I, I, well, happily. not yours, but it's, since you'll be leading that show. Yeah, it's a, it's a film called The Medicine and Miracles, and it was directed by a, a friend of mine and a friend of the festivals, a guy who had mountain film a lot, named Ross Kaufman, who directed a terrific film called E-Team. He had a terrific film called Tigerland, then he won an Oscar for Born into Brothels, which played at mountain film probably whenever he won an Oscar, which was forever ago. And he's got this new film called the Medis- Of Medicine and Miracles that tells two stories, one of a young girl who's got an aggressive form of leukemia and the other of, of a scientist named Dr. Carl June whose wife has died of cancer. And here he is on, again, this odyssey to, to try and f- figure this thing out. And the film is so beautiful and, and emotional and thoughtful and inspiring and moving and, and Dr. Carl June will be here and I want to say much more about it, but I th- it's a really powerful opening and I used to joke that like what we're about original thinkers are really more like ideas of the heart and, and story I was like we're not the festival that's going to like talk about curing cancer I say that you, or like what I usually say is like about artificial intelligence but every once I'll be like curing cancer but we are and this guy's amazing, and it's just a knockout show. Yeah. Really great way to start the festival. And that's Thursday at the Opera House. Yeah, her opening show. And I am so excited to talk about our next one. I was wondering, I think one of our guests is waiting yeah. for us to call. Do you let's, think we could yeah, give her a buzz? We'll and give then, her a call. And then we'll keep talking through the, the program yeah. with everybody. Yeah, so we're going to put on a song um, briefly from Ray Zaragoza, who is um, going to be joining for Original Thinkers this year as one of the um, OT spotlights. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura, you specifically said this song, so can I quick just put it on you as to why did you pick the song that you think that, or why did you pick the song for us to listen to? I love this song. This is um, a song that Ray wrote for uh, a film called Gather that we actually screened back in 2020, and it's back when we had to do a virtual festival, you know, a bit unexpected, but we threw it together, and she was so kind to join us virtually and perform this live, and it's called Mother Will Meet Again. And um, I hope you enjoy it. And when we come back, we'll have Ray on the line. Perfect. Go, but don't forget your home. The love you have always known is waiting to see you soon.
That is Ray Zaragoza, who's going to be one of the guests um, for Original Thinkers this year. Um, we tried to get her on the line, but there's some something some, something's yeah. happening. But we'll we're, we're going to try and yeah, stand by. <laughs> we're going to try and get her on in a little bit. We also have some more guests that we're going to be calling out to. Um, Lovely song. Before too long. Lovely. I mean, that is just nice. a, t- a taste yeah. of what um, you're going to be experiencing okay. if you come to the show. Um, She'll be performing. On, she's going to be Saturday. performing. Really and excited. also speaking. That's I think her what, her story is so interesting. It's again, it's, the music's so beautiful, but she has something so much to say in in her whole life story. Yeah. Well, so on that note, can you? So you mentioned what these OT spotlights are as maybe kind of like minis of the show. Can you just explain a little bit of like what does what does that look like? So it'll it'll look a little different at each one, which is kind of fun. Um, Ray's spotlight is gonna, you know, be part concert. She'll be performing songs from her new album, Woman in Color. And then she'll also be telling stories about the songs along the way and what her experience um, is like. Um, you know, as an indigenous artist in America and what it's like to create art in this space. And um, and so it's really layered and beautiful. And of course, she clearly, her voice is uh, intoxicating. I think it's just so lovely. And um, and she's a, a beautiful storyteller as well. So we're it's going to be about um, just over an hour that we'll be listening to her um, speaking to that. Um, we have some other spotlights as well. One of the uh, the next guests we'll have up is Leah Podzemek, and she um, is she can speak to her installation a little better. But it's in partnership with Telluride Arts, and it's called Interplay, and it's going to essentially um, feature a bunch of local artists that showed up to a live performance of some opera pieces that she did with some friends, and they created art based on the music, and so. At Telluride HQ during the festival, people can go and see the art that was inspired by the music while it's performed live in-house. Um, and there will be some story along with that and some context to the pieces that they chose. Um, we'll also have a panel, which will look totally different. And and kind of as David touched on, he had this kind of democracy vision that we pivoted to something I'm super excited yeah, about because we get to feature um, some of the filmmakers. We have these brilliant filmmakers that are part of the festival this year. And they can kind of speak to the threat on, um, you know, the First Amendment and the responsibility they carry in their storytelling in the media, but also like how does the threat on democracy impact them and what does that look like? And so we'll be exploring all these different themes in such various ways and through such various medias. And, you know, it's really exciting to to get to to hone in on those through the Spotlight series because, you know, the, the greater shows are really special in their own way, but to, to really celebrate this art and to do it justice, I feel like we have to kind of honor it with a its own spot. Yeah. Well, so, and then on that note, what is the, the second show, elevator pitch of the second show that we have for the weekend? Um, the second show is a beautiful show that's called The Power of Awe. 
And um, that title was inspired by a an author who's no stranger to the Telluride area, Florence Williams. She's definitely, you know, she's been in for Mountain Film. She's done stuff with our local library. She is an author who wrote The Nature Fix. And then she also has a new book out called Heartbreak. And it kind of, you know, The Nature Fix, of course, is about the value and importance of getting outside and the impact that can have on your body. But then Heartbreak was... Um, really sparked by her own personal experience when her 25-year marriage ended suddenly and she was really devastated in a way she'd never experienced. And then she went on this river trip and um, sought healing in nature and kind of, you know, touched on this whole fact that we, if we maintain a sense of awe, it keeps us open and it heals our body in a way that, you know, other, you know, medication can't. Um, We'll also have Tom Voss as part of that show, who's another, you know, incredible component of this festival. He's also going to be offering some yoga nidra classes as um, part of our wellness offerings over at Telluride Yoga Center. He um, will speak to his experience as a veteran. He did a walk across the country after he um, came back from three active, or three years, three, yeah, um, in Iraq back uh, in the early aughts and he came back with pretty severe PTSD and he needed to, he, he, you know, took it upon himself to take this journey and to go meet people and to walk across the country and found so much healing in that process. And we, then we played a film about him, a mountain film called almost sunrise. A few yeah. years back. So if you saw that, you would remember it. Oh, we've got a in. call. We have a call. Well, and it, I can recognize the phone number. It's Ray. Ooh, yeah, we have Ray. her calling and so we're going to answer Yay. that. Hi, Ray. We have you live on Kodo. Hi. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. How's it going? It's great. How are you doing? Doing. Can y'all hear? hear? I can't hear. We're going to try and make headphones happen. (laughs) Is that better? Laura, can you hear better? Ray, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Um... We're sorry. This is in studio malfunctions. We're trying to no, get some headphones. Good. Sorry about working. that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the joy of live radio we have going on. Um, Ray, thank you so much for calling in and, and sharing a little bit. We got to hear um, one of your songs earlier in the hour. Um, yeah, we just listened to "Mother Will Meet Again," one of my favorites. Amazing! Thank you. I'm so glad you got to play the song. Um, so, for, I mean, Laura kind of test or gave a little bit of a preview before, um, but can you share a little bit about what you're going to be performing and sharing when you're in town for the Original Thinkers Festival later this month? Yeah, I'm so excited to be coming to Telluride for the Original Thinkers um, Festival. It's going to be really amazing, and um, you know, I'm going to be playing a lot of songs from my um, my last record called Woman in Color that came out in 2020 and it's a collection of songs and stories about my experience as a woman of color um, growing up in America. Um, my my dad is indigenous, he's Native American and Mexican, my mom's an immigrant from Japan and both of their experiences like really shaped my music and um, so yeah, I'm going to be sharing a bit about that and about myself and about my experience um, as a solo singer-songwriter. Um, you know, trying to tell stories and, and, you know, bring about change and um, start conversations through music. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it seems like a, 
as a singer-songwriter who does, um, as you were just saying, you know, uses your music as a tool for sparking conversation and, and creating change, um, it maybe seems like a question with an obvious answer, but what do you mm-hmm. think music is able to do or songwriting is able to do to start those conversations and, and share those stories that maybe other forms or other mediums aren't able to do? Yeah, I really feel like music has this ability to kind of, um, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, a form of meditation or hypnosis or, or something where it's like you're able to like turn your brain off and just kind of feel um, and open up your heart to different perspectives and different stories and things that you never would have thought of because I think music has this ability to kind of quiet the mind and like open the heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. What would you say, um, you know, when, when you think about, um, you kind of touched on it already, but when you, when you think about some of the really key things that have, um, were some of the key topics maybe that really inspire and, and really spark that creativity for you, um, what, are the, what are the things that really kind of lead you into the work that you do? I think... Um I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, or at the beginning, it really is my love of storytelling. And, you know, I grew up doing musical theater. I grew up um, acting. And I feel like the best way to communicate is to tell a story. And the best way to share who you are is to tell a story. Um, the best way to make friends is to share your stories. The best way, you know, I just, I really, I just really have such a, a belief in storytelling as like a way of connecting humans and a way of seeing the humanity in each other. Um, and so I think that's kind of where it all comes back to for me is just is storytelling. And I think for me, like songwriting has always been like my favorite way of communicating. And I've always felt like I could communicate better through song <laughs> than I could just through spoken words. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of how, that's where it all comes, you know, and that's how I get inspired. Um, I have to ask as a, um, also a, a person who loves theater and, and acting, what would you say, what is the, yeah. um, what is your favorite musical that really was like, yes, that's the one that got you into the work that you do? Yeah. Oh, that got me into it. I mean, or just your favorite. You can well, you know, the, choose your own adventure. Yeah. The first, the first yeah, the, the first musical that comes to mind is Hades Town, um, because Anais Mitchell wrote it, he's a singer songwriter. And like, I mean, that musical just is so incredible. I love it so much. Um, but also, like, I grew up um, being a total rent head, and I love rent so much. And it totally got me into musical theater and, like, rock and roll music all at the same time. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, like, rent is, like, my, my old-time favorite musical, but also Hades Town is, like, my newer favorite musical. Yeah. But, I mean... I would agree with. I feel like everybody who was a theater kid growing up or like coming of age in the '90s, like you can't not have Rent as like your top. <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> um, well, Ray, we're gonna we have a, we're kind of on a whistle stop tour of a bunch of the folks who are gonna be um, coming and and speaking and performing at Original Thinkers this year. But thank you so much for for calling in and um, sharing a little bit more about the the work that you're gonna be. Sharing with, ooh, sounds like maybe we lost her. Uh-oh. Well, 
She's going to be great. She's going to be great. Yo, it, there's some live radio magic happening yeah, right. in the, the wonkiness of our headphones aren't working perfect. <laughs> and we're losing callers. We're just going to keep going. That's what... That's why it works. Because I tell you what, I'm such a fangirl of hers. I don't know if we mentioned this either, but the night before OT starts, so Wednesday night, she's actually going to be performing over at Camp V. Oh, cool. Yeah, Wednesday night. Go check her out. Nice. Yeah, she'll be absolutely fabulous. Oh, that's awesome. All right. She's calling back, but maybe because we are running. Yeah. We're just having a conversation about what's happening now. Um, Because we are running low on time a little bit and we have a yeah. next person we might head to to that person instead sure um mm-hmm. yeah so we've kind of so we've be- talked through two we got some more to do we have we've talked through right. two of the shows um david can you yeah. share what the third one's gonna be yeah it's called the janes yes. it's a great film it's this terrific documentary about these radical women in the chicago area who were in their 20s 30s in late 60s early 70s pre-roe v wade who were uh, formed a collective to provide safe but underground abortions for women across the Chicago area, more than 11,000 women. And these, they took such risks, personal risks, uh, so, many, so much at stake, and they had to do it. And it's astonishing that they have to perhaps reform. But here are women who just figured this out. And the two of the Janes are coming, as, long, as well as the filmmakers, who were terrific. And uh, I can't wait to see them in this valley. I think they're so inspiring and, and such important people for us to meet and to spend time with now. And again, that's what we've talked about before is, is anybody who comes to this festival, tunes in this film, you get to, to really spend real time with these women who are just incredible. So that's show three. That's Friday night. We also just found out something pretty incredible about that show. Yeah, tell me. That, is, is Someone it, is very close to Kodo is going to be oh, yes, participating in that show. Yeah, is that something let's, we let's, can say? Yeah, of course. Let's talk well, about our host for that show is going to be one... Miss Cara Pallone. Yay, Cara. I cannot yeah. wait. Oh, David so David came up with this idea like on a bike ride last week where all good things come. But and he, uh-huh. he was like, I think I know who it needs to be. And we were all just like, oh my gosh, and what an honor. So Kara has so kindly agreed to, to join us for that and it's going to be incredible. Like, I, she, I just, it's going to be uh, so fun. I love hearing her interview folks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's going to be like a a super treat. And then, um, Friday night we'll be out after that. And you know, like we really want people to be able to connect that sense of community. And I think such a key thing, what we do is the single stream programming that pretty much most of the time, just one thing is happening. So people can really tune into it. And, and Friday night it'll be the Janes. Yeah. Nice. Okay. As I, I said, I'm going to move, keep us moving along yeah, because we have folks it. to be talking yeah, to. Talk to um, I'm going to put on another song. So this is actually, I will say, like the audio quality sounds like it was recorded live because it was. Um, this is actually from um, Leah Podzimek when she performed this piece that she's, I mean, kind of the piece that she's going to so be doing in Denver. this is a piece Denver. of opera. This is a piece of opera. Oh my gosh, what a treat. But also called My Darling Jim. Cool. So... It's an English opera. English meaning in the English language. This one goes out to you, Jim Looney. (laughs) All right. We will be back in one moment. You are tuned into Off the Record on KOTO Telluride.
All right, we are coming back and we're gonna bring on the air. Hi, Leah, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Amazing. Um, thank you so much for joining on, on this program and talking a little bit about the, the work that you're gonna be performing um, for Original Thinkers this year. Um, I mean, first off, you know, kind of big, broad question. Can you just give a little bit of um, an overview of the, of the work that you're going to be presenting and then, you know, more kind of how this work developed? Of course. Um, it's kind of one story, um, actually, those, the answer to both of those questions, because um, it started, the work is called Interplay, and it started with a partnership in Denver with a really wonderful organization called The Bridge Project. And they're a gallery that is artist-run and focused on bringing community artists um, and creators of all kinds together in their space. And they invited me to collaborate with them in some way. And what we came up with was the concept of Interplay, which is an interdisciplinary project that brings artists together to experience live opera um, allows them to use that as inspiration for new works of art and then brings all of that artwork back together in a gallery show with, again, live performances of the opera that inspired that very artwork. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I'm, I'm obviously opera is the medium through which you work, but... Um, you know, why do you think that that opera as a genre of music um, is so effective in kind of creating these collaborations with other art forms? Yeah, um, you know, opera at its core, while it's often in other languages, is all about storytelling um, and emotion. And all art really has that core element of telling a story or sharing an emotion or an emotional experience that you've been through. Professional artists and amateur artists alike use their life experiences um, and explore what they've experienced through the creation of artwork. So I think that opera naturally just connects to that emotional exploration because it's all about telling a, a real-life story between different people on a stage. This, uh, this collaboration is with a lot of local artists. How did you go about finding those? Oh, it's been so fun, actually. You know, I've got this project kind of going in other communities around the state, and I'm trying to branch out into other states as well. But the Telluride one really came together with the support of original thinkers and of Telluride Arts. They have a really wonderful community of local artists that they collaborate with frequently. Um, suggested that I go to certain places like the AHA School for the Arts out in Telluride too and reach out to artists that um, their style of creation might work well with this project. So it's been a, a kind of a group effort and I've built a lot of really wonderful relationships with people as a result of it. Can you tell us some of the artists? I think is Kathy Green doing one? Who, mm -hmm. who are the folks? Yes, Kathy Green is one of the artists. Here, I'm going to look up my list 
here really Durango quickly. Is coming in. Sorry. Yep, someone from Durango. Um, Stephanie Morgan Rogers as well. Oh, We've got about six different local artists who are participating. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. Oh, Thank you so much, Leah. Exactly. We've been excited <laughs> about this. We're so glad you're coming in. Real quick, we're doing a sh for OT Pass Holders on Friday. That'll mm -hmm. be uh, its own show. And then on Saturday, she'll be doing Telluride Arts Open in the Community. On the hour, she'll start it. And, and we really hope that people... Every 20 minutes or so, there'll be many performances. Many performances. So, From so, noon to 6 at yeah, Telluride really, HQ. Again, if you have a pass, you, you come on Friday. If you don't, come and check it out Saturday. A lot of great local artists in this terrific collaboration with, with Leah with us. Well, and Leah, you know, I... You've already touched on these sorts of things, and it, it all, you named your work very well because I feel like the best way to describe the question is like the interplay of um, between the music and the the art. How do you feel like, um, or, or what do you think comes about to maybe like enhance both things? Like, what does the art get that by having the opera that it wouldn't otherwise, and vice versa? What does the opera get that it wouldn't otherwise by having the art connected or brought together? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think a lot of art forms are often kind of kept in their own little vacuums and are a little bit insular. So it's a lot about that collaboration between artists of different mediums that we can bring a greater expression of self and emotion to each other's artwork if we work together. Um, I often love going to galleries that have music playing because I think it really enhances that visual experience and of course opera is known as this art form that integrates all kinds of art including you know costumes stage design lighting all of that kind of stuff so it's naturally wants to have a visual element connected with it so i think this interplay is really unique because it allows the artist to get some new creative capital to inspire their artwork. And then the musicians that are performing as well, which I am one of them, will go into this gallery space not having really seen the artworks, but knowing that what we have performed has inspired them. And that even gives us some new creative um, energy to play off of when we're performing. And then that circle just keeps going round and round, and you throw some audiences in there and they get to see this dual visual and audio experience it just really makes for a wonderful time for everyone yeah um, well, Leah, thank you so much for um, calling in this evening. I know folks will be really looking forward to getting to see the work that you're going to be presenting at Original Thinkers later this month and yeah, thank you so much for taking a couple minutes today. Thanks, Leah. Of course. Yeah. We can't wait to see you soon. Yeah, right on. Thanks, No, Leah. I'm excited, too. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. That was Leah Podzimek, who's going to be joining for Original Thinkers this year. And we have just a couple minutes before we're going to try and get our final guest on the line, um, which means I think we have one more moment to talk through one, Let's of, talk the shows. Let's talk the shows. one Let's of the talk other the shows. shows. So wait, so we made it through our first three, three I believe, which yeah. means we have half to go. So how, how about I do four quick, Lord is five quick, and then <laughs> then, then we hit the... We'll, uh, we'll make it work. Yeah so, so. yeah, so so four is a show called World is Family. And I think that's a really important concept in this world where, you know, COVID doesn't care about borders and it doesn't, climate doesn't, and all these other things that are happening. So it's this idea that we're all connected 
in real ways to each other and, and how can we take on global empathy? How can we find that in our heart, which is a really hard thing to get when there's so much going on that's so scary and, and, and across the globe. And so we have really terrific people coming in. We have a short film about this uh, Iranian-American family whose father was taken prisoner by the Iranian regime and is being held as, as a captive. And the daughter of, the, of the, this father is coming out in a terrific short film. And then we've got uh, some other guests to talk about, but it's really about empathy and trying to understand each other. And if we don't have that, it could be a rough future. You want to talk about yeah. that? And that's Saturday afternoon. And on Saturday night, we have a really beautiful show called The Journey Up, and it follows folks who are courageous enough to disrupt broken systems. And that includes Britt Barron, who we mentioned earlier, who's a pastor from the LA area, who um, you know grew up in a mega ch- or grew up in a an evangelical megachurch and, um, you know, had eventually came out as, as gay and then also, um, started kind of a new space, a new spiritual space to, to lead in that was safe for her and her family. And then, um, We've also got an amazing movie about a woman, Sheila White, in the D.C. area who was experiencing homelessness and started a street paper for her and her community to contribute to and sell. And then we've also got um, Twani Nascimento, who's an incredible um, dancer that I mentioned earlier. She's from just outside Rio de Janeiro from one of, one of the most dangerous favelas. And she started a dance school for young women to go to after school. So they had a safe space to be and to create. And she's also going to perform for us. So I'm really excited for that show. The stories are going to be really powerful. Amazing. Um, we'll, we'll jump to, we'll save the final show for after our final um, call out. We're going to be talking with Florence Williams, who, Laura, you already kind of shared a little bit about what she's going to be talking about. Part of the Power um, of Awe show. Yes. Yes. She's also going to lead some forest bathing for our program, which I cannot wait for. Maybe cool. she can tell us a little about it. Yeah. Um, so we're going to put, for the final time, put a little bit of music. I'm going to give a shout out to, this is a composer. I was trying to think of because... She is not a musician herself of what music would maybe go. I'm going to give a shout out to John Luther Adams, who's a friend of mine, who's also a composer. And he has, all of his music is environmental themed. So I figured it would be fitting. Anyway. You're so good. I tried. I tried. Um, So we'll be back in one moment with Florence, Florence Williams.
right. Florence Williams, you are live on Kodo. Can you hear us? I can. Thanks so much for having me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us um, this evening to Hi, talk Florence. a little bit about what you're going to be um, sharing at Original Thinkers. This year, Laura gave a little bit of a rundown on on what um, the show that you're going to be speaking with is um, about. So, you know, I would love to hear just, you know, reflecting on, on I mean, it's a big question, but reflecting on your, your book and your experience that led to the book. Um, can you just, from maybe, like from the personal side, share a little bit about um, what that experience was and, and how it's... Um, fits into what you're going to be pre uh, presenting this year. Yeah, sure. Thanks so much for the opportunity, and um, uh, just great to be with you tonight. So I'm a science journalist, and I often um, write about questions that are interesting to me <laughs> in my own life, and I, I sometimes frame them around the first person. So uh, it was kind of natural in some ways that when I went through my own divorce, I started asking a lot of questions about what was happening to my brain, what was happening to my nervous system, um, what was happening to my immune system. Uh, you know, why does heartbreak hurt? <laughs> and why does it make us sometimes sick? And so I really, you know, dove into the statistics there. I um, worked with a bunch of scientists to do some experiments on myself, which is similar to things I had done in my previous books. Um, so I, I tested my uh, transcription factors, <laughs> my genetic markers um, in my white blood cells, uh, actually at various time points after divorce. And I became really, really interested in this epidemic, really, that our country is facing in terms of loneliness. Um, and it's just been made worse, you know, in the last couple of years. Um, and how it can really set us up for, you know, a number of problems, including uh, illness and chronic illness. Yeah, I'm going to ask a question that I find very interesting and maybe doesn't fully <laughs> um, relate to this show specifically. But, you know, as, as a journalist as well, as someone who, um, you know, we kind of have these ideas of, you know, wanting to be objective or unbiased. And so I'm curious from, you know, the work that you do, how you think about that when it comes to, in some ways, centering yourself in, in your work and, and how you feel like that helps you to um, maybe tell the story in what is potentially a, a more authentic and um, true way. Yeah, thanks for asking that. Uh, you know, I mean, we're all subjective, <laughs> you know, d despite what we sometimes may tell ourselves. And certainly when, when I think we are dealing or facing, you know, with, with big events in our own lives, it just naturally raises our curiosity. You know, I, I'm someone who kind of wants to understand what's going on to my body and what's happening. Um, and then, and then, you know, I love incorporating the science into that. Um, I think it makes the science itself interesting and more palatable. You know, if it's kind of written in the first person, I tend to incorporate a lot of humor in my writing, a lot of scene. Um, I, I love to, you know, explore the characters, you know, who I'm, I'm interviewing and I spend time with them. I go into the field with them. I go into the wilderness with them. <laughs> and so I think it really brings the science to life in a way that is very fun for me and hopefully fun for my readers as well. 
you know, we also, or Laura mentioned as well, your um, an, another one of your books, The Nature Fix, which I know that um, you've also spoken about here in Telluride before with the library. And so kind of tying those two together and looking at... Um, the as you mentioned how maybe loneliness or isolation has manifested in a new way um over the past few years and, and of course just in general what have you found when it comes to nature and being outside and engaging with our natural world as a way to um help maybe people be healthier emotionally and spiritually yeah, thanks for that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly interested not just in writing about loneliness and kind of what a, what a bummer it is and how it, it makes us sick, but also in the antidotes to it. And um, it turns out some of those might, might be some things you might expect, you know, like, like trying to become more involved in volunteering or, you know, hanging out with people. But some of them, I think, are really unexpected. Um, and they include things like um, experiencing beauty, and finding awe uh, and finding a purpose and meaning in your own life. And interestingly, you know, there are some intersections there between um, how we experience beauty um, if, we're, if we're lonely and how we experience it if we're facing all kinds of other mental health challenges or physical challenges or creative challenges um, that I wrote about in The Nature Fix. Uh, and so it was kind of natural, I think, that I, I looked to nature as one of the possible solutions and antidotes. Um, to to our mental health crisis that so many of us are kind of experiencing or witnessing now. Yeah. Um, well, Florence, it's it's um, I think a very interesting topic and subject that I think a lot of us who live in the mountains we kind of can easily maybe wrap our brains around how important our natural world is to. Um, our mental health and, and engaging in the world. So thank you for calling in briefly this evening and <laughs> folks bet. who are interested in hearing and learning more will definitely get to um, do so later this month when you're here for Original Thinkers. And yeah, we just really appreciate you taking a couple minutes today. And go far as you bet. And I'm, yeah. I, yeah, thanks. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing all of you and, and, and being out there in, in the beautiful mountains. Can't wait. Thanks, right on, See you soon. Thanks for calling. Thanks. I do want to mention if anyone is is stoked on on what you're hearing and you do want to join us, you can you can find tickets at uh, originalthinkers.org or if you'd like dot to volunteer. Oh my gosh, dot com. <laughs> okay. Wow. If you'd um, if you know if you can't do a ticket, please volunteer with us. We're looking for volunteers. Email volunteer at originalthinkers.com and um, our great coordinator will get you all set up. And we also we're selling passes, but we're also doing individual tickets, which we'll mm -hmm. put on sale when we have a better sense of our pass count. So people just want to drop in. They say, wait, the Janes, I have to meet the Janes. We can make that happen. And and so you'll pay attention to all that. And, and, and again, I think we talked about at the beginning. This is home. This is Telluride Grown. And this is something we're really trying to make work here in Telluride, which becomes a harder place for all the festivals. All our, our fellow festivals are, are you know, between Lodge and all the other things. But, but we're excited to bring this here. And we really, really hope our friends turn out. And if you're like, hey, the past is too much, hit us up. Send us a note. We'll, we'll make it work. Volunteer, as Laura said. But, but really, like, to me, what's happening, the program of this festival is so relevant to this community. And of course, it's universal in its own way, but but it's really programmed with Telluride in mind. We have one more show to tell you guys about. Ooh. Please do. David, <laughs> take it.
Yeah, sure. It's called The Big Idea. And it is the, um, the opportunity of uncertainty. And each year we do our last show called The Big Idea. We bring together uh, all our guests. We have this terrific film called The Price of Certainty, which is partly where our title comes from. We have this amazing rabbi named Erwin Kula, who uh, I made a film about a million years ago called Time for a New God. And Erwin's astonishing that he's really looking at... Um, what he's seen is as religion struggles and churches are closing that there's, there's a new kind of faith emerging there are new sacred spaces and i think that's a little bit about what we're at original thinkers we're not trying to create a religion we're just trying to help people form their own belief system through other people's stories sound familiar you know and that's what we're about and i think erwin gets that in such a deep way and he's he's remarkable to see on stage it brings a ton of energy but also insight and we have this terrific film. We'll have um, individual big ideas from our uh, from our guests, and it's going to be knockout. You know, what, what we really want, Julia, is for people to come out and be levitating, and we really think that that'll happen. Looks yeah. like we have a One call. call. A call. One final caller. Let's bring it on. Who could that be? Hello, you're live on Kodo. Hi, it's Cynthia Summers. Yay, Hi, Cynthia Summers, our <laughs> festival coordinator. Wow, yes. what great timing. Yeah, how weird. <laughs> right in um, time for the sign-off. I, I've been listening to you guys and fabulous job, and um, I thought I'd call really quick for the last two minutes of the show. Well, and so I had a question that I... And, Cynthia, it's great to have you on because you can answer it as well, but um, you've said that, obviously, you have these different shows that each individually kind of have a theme or a through line, but there isn't necessarily a theme, a specific theme or through line for the whole festival. Original thinking. It's original thinking <laughs> is the theme or through line. Um, but with that said, so David, as you just mentioned, you kind of end with this big idea and, and people um, get a chance to come up and share what their big idea, their big takeaway mm -hmm. from the weekend is. So, you know, recognizing the festival hasn't happened yet, so maybe you can't have your big idea. But if you were to kind of choose, like, oh, this is the big idea that I'm ruminating on based off of what we've prepared this year, as you've been cultivating these shows, what you think of, like, oh, that's a that's the percolation of a big idea. What would you each say it would be? Uh, I'd, I'd like to stall and let Cynthia Moore go first because I haven't really thought it through. But but I I do know I think we we come back a lot. And I think it's really important to resilience. And I'm not sure how I f want to frame it or think, but, but you know, and, and big ideas for me in 2020, the big idea was to give every American a bike and train a whole, you know, core of bike mechanics. You know, last year was, say, turn more squares into circles. And, and we are doing that at the festival. So, Laura, Cynthia, I don't know what you would add because I've just used last year's and haven't come up with a new one. But I would I'm say not going to notice. Um, I think based on you know as you're asking about this year i think this this might feel kind of generic but a lot of growth is going to happen from having conversations who with folks that you wouldn't normally have them with and folks that you might not expect to learn from and folks that think differently than you and um and also recognizing that as soon as we commit and subscribe to a specific belief system we're closing ourselves off to other options and so i don't know exactly what that looks like but we you know our, our goal is to give folks an expansive way of seeing the world and so just uh maybe it starts with a conversation with a stranger i think storytelling is you know what's going to carry us all forward no surprise there how about cynthia what do you think i well you know i i agree um with laura so much and that i feel like there's something for everyone and 
whether it's just a small shift when even if you come to one program just having one conversation and just even if it's a gentle shift in the way that you've thought about something one way and you just a gentle shift or a huge shift um i'm looking forward to that happening within myself and with every one of our festival goers and i just I want to reiterate that there is something for everyone and I keep, you know, whether I'm talking to friends who haven't been or have been and want to go, I just think about our programming and there truly is something for everyone. And I can, I get excited about telling certain friends about the Janes or, you know, just any of it, something for everyone this in, in less than two weeks, or just about two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Can I just really quick thank Cynthia and Laura, but also Meredith Labatt, our president, who's in Park City, not here. We've got Jared Carter, Geneva Shawnette, Pepper Raper, Eleanor Levin, Delaney, who else is working with us? But we've got a terrific local crew, and I just want to thank everybody, and, and also Meredith in Park City. Yeah. Um, well, we are actively over our time yes. now. It yeah. always flies by. <laughs> um, but David Holbrook, Laura Shawnette, Cynthia Summers is on the phone. Thank you. And you're all with Original Thinkers. Thank you so much for coming in today, chatting with us, sharing a little bit more about what the festival is going to look like. And yeah, folks, we'll, we'll see you there in just a few short weeks. So follow right. us on uh, social for updates. Thanks, Thinkers. There you go. Thanks, Thanks for tuning Thanks, in Julia. to KOTO Telluride. Um, we'll be back with more off the record next week and more news coming up tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Off the Record. Opinions expressed on this show are those of our guests. Join us again next week for another installment. And in the meantime, drop us a line at news at koto.org with feedback and ideas.